How do I dominate the chaos of the current marketplace going forward? Hey, this is Blake Sloan. I've been selling real estate over 14 years. Our team of highly trained professionals along with our unmatched marketing has sold thousands of homes here in the Myrtle Beach area, and this is how we do it. Because just the marketplace we're in right now is chaotic, right? Why, why, why is it chaotic right now? Interest rates, economy, bank failures, right? We have all this crazy stuff happening that's just one thing after another after another. It's been like that for a while, which is why a lot of people just feel kind of tired, right? It's almost designed that way on purpose, like it's the Great Reset or something. And I really sat down and said, what are the most four important things that we can really have that we can work on right now? And what do our agents need the most? And the most important one I was really going through the most and just looking at how do you get the biggest number one point of leverage is going to be right now is a massive focus on personal development. Self-education. I've learned way, way, way more, right, learning on my own versus anything in college or anything else. Right, that brings value in terms of what we do is self-education. I need there to be an obsession right now because this is how you differentiate and that you create gaps from everyone else. The masses will just float around in the chaos in the washing machine. The way you escape the washing machine is you get out with personal development and you elevate above what's happening on the outside. Right? I control what I control on the inside in terms of my mindset, my skill set, everything else. And you guys are focused on that in a big, big way. And the one thing I need you guys to focus on first or most importantly is sales IQ. Why do you think? This is the number one thing I need to focus on right now, obsession with going back through and understanding the Jordan Belfort stuff, going back through with any type of sales stuff. So anything I read or focus on, and I'll go on here, is the top three things I need you guys to really do for that. Number one, read. Number two is listen. Audio, books, podcasts. Podcasts are easy to consume, but... Audio books make a big difference. They change the way you think. Thank you. This is something I was going to share about you guys about reading. It talks about reading literally changes your brain. And that's why it's so much more important. It talks about this. It says, a growing body research indicates that reading literally changes your mind. Using MRI scans, research have confirmed that reading involves complex network of circuits and signals in the brain. As your reading availability matures, those networks also get stronger and more sophisticated. And so as you're reading, what's happening to your brain? It's getting stronger, it's stimulating it, and what's happening is you're comprehending at a much higher level. I don't know about you, but if I, I listen to a lot of audio books too, but my problem with my audio books is what? Comprehension. I don't pick all of it up. I'm doing other things. I'm not focused on it. And so when I'm reading, I'm actually using multiple different senses at the same time in terms of my focusing. Obviously, you're reading the most, but I'm not doing what? Anything else in that case, right? I can't be driving a car or reading a book. Right? My hands are touching. I'm looking at it. A lot of times I'm highlighting it. And so I have touch. I have sight on it. And obviously if I read it out loud to myself, some case I'm actually can hear that audibly in my head. But it's important to talk about. It says, one study in 2013 conducted uh, by researchers used functional MRI scans to measure the effect of reading a novel on the brain. Study participants read the novel Pompeii over a period of nine days. Attention is built in the story. More and more areas of the brain lit up with activity. Brain scans show that throughout the reading period for days afterward, the brain connective Brain connectivity increased, especially in, I don't even know how to say this, the somatosensory cortex, the part of the brain that responds to physical sensations like movement and pain. 
And so what's happening is as I read, I'm literally changing my brain, which is the way I think, which is what means you're taking that in more and you're able to have a lot more growth. Second thing I need you guys to work on, right, is people like you. What do you think that means? Personable. Austin and I were talking about that. Austin, we talked about some people do the basic stuff and some sell and some don't sell. Remember what we talked about? Why some people don't close and some do? They're not personable, they're not likable. You have to understand people IQ of like, how do I become likable to my people so that they want to use me and they rave about me and they turn to share my, my, my story with other people so they can refer them to me. But some cases you can do all the work, all the phone calls, all the presentations, but if my people IQ is not in place and they don't like me, I'm not likable, guess what? There's just something about you that they're not going to like and they're not going to want to stick with you. And so even though you say everything right, you put it out there right, you present it right, you did everything right. And you're probably a lot better agent than the other person than going to somebody else because of people like you. And so it's a skill set that has to be mastered in terms of what that is. Okay, which is very, very important in that scenario. The third piece here, which I think is very important this year, is going to be psychology. Specifically, sales psychology. What does that mean, you think? This is upper level. It's like, like 101... 202 and 303, however they have it, right? Whatever it is. How they think. So how do they think based on the words you say? How are they thinking coming to the presentation? It's a higher level of awareness that you have for clients that you can read what they're thinking before they know that you know what they're thinking. It's how the mind calculates things. And it's something that I really studied for, I don't know, 20 years now that you have to really get really, really good at. One really good book for this called Psycho-Cybernetics. If you guys ever want to read that, it's a really good book. I've just talked about how that, that works. The other thing I study a lot in NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. It's how words work in people's minds. But it's important to understand what that is uh, overall. That changed everything for me, that book, Psycho-Cybernetics, back in the day. There's a version that Dan Kennedy does that just talks about that. But that's something that you guys really want to double down this year harder than you ever have. Why? Because there's more chaos than there ever has been. And so I want to find small ways to create leverage against me in the competition that's not just trying to outwork them. I want to outwork and outsmart my competition, which means I want to be able to obviously put myself elevated above where they're at. And my consumer knows instantly when they talk to me, that, hey, look, this guy or this girl is different. Okay? But here's the deal. It takes work. It's when no one's watching. And so it comes down to the small decisions you make. Does radio come on or do I put the audio book on? Does radio come on? Does music come on or do I put my, my, my podcast on? And do I have to plan my next book out, not just drive on the road and try to pick some random shit? I want you guys to pick this based on what your needs are. You have a great reading list, but obviously you go down that reading list and pick that based on where you're at in your journey and how you need to get the next building block in your value ladder. Okay? Very important piece there. Second piece of this, which is important overall. Yeah, that's what it was. My paradigm. My paradigm. What do you think that means? My paradigm. Yeah, I, I think I read the way you put it. I put that number one bullshit story holding you back. Which story holding you back for yourself? In terms of why your sales not higher on the list. Same tool, same lead, same time. Same presentations, but there's a difference between you and somebody else at the top of the list 
right? What's different? What's store holding you back? And I want you guys to investigate that. And all that's going to come down to is your internal paradigm, which is what? Your internal temperature of how hard you push and how hard you learn and also how hard you push in terms of my success. That builds on to my, my patterns and consistency. Some of you all have had times where you've had a light switch go off and you all of a sudden get dialed in, your consistency's right, your patterns are right, and what happens to business? Blows up, right? You have a great first quarter, all of a sudden things start happening because you're dialed in and your paradigm piece is right, but the paradigm is limitations, how you see everything around you. And so I want you guys to go investigate that and say, how do I expand my paradigm in terms of who I am as a salesperson and how I'm moving up? Third piece. Is the holes in your bucket? Why do you think that's in the paradigm section? The holes in your bucket. Where are the holes at in my bucket? Where am I missing? And this is at every single level here. Myself included, every agent. Some people are thinking, hey, look, I'm crushing referrals. I'm getting a lot of referrals right now. But if you do the actual math, it's like 5% of your, all your past clients. So referral, referral efficiency ratio is only 5%. When it should be what? 50, 60, 70%. And so I think I'm killing it, but ultimately I've held my bucket, which is a difference of my paradigm shift. But it's not until I track it and I'm aware of that, of like, all right, only getting 5% of my actual past clients send me referrals is not actually that much. And so I want you to understand and be able to investigate where the holes in my bucket, not always look at everything externally like a different problem. It can be conversion from face-to-face, conversion to sign to. Everybody's got different problems or holes in the bucket based on where you are in your journey okay some of you guys just once it gets in your bucket you're not calling them enough or once you sign them they're just disappearing or you're great in the phones but you can't get everybody to do business with on the back end and so i want you to investigate that and understand where i need a paradigm shift in my bucket going forward here in 2023 so that i can dominate because the faster you investigate that the faster you fix it guess what the faster your bucket fills up which is full of money Okay, and I need you guys to be able to a point where you can teach yourself and see yourself on your own because you're going to find those holes a lot faster versus me trying to beat it into you. All right, and so I want to teach you how to fish in terms of that versus just hanging the fish overall on that. And the fourth goes with that is understanding my awareness, my beliefs. We're pretty good about most of that, but. What's my awareness level of what's going on in the marketplace? What's my awareness level of my internal business? Because here's the deal. We have the outside economy and the inside economy. What's the difference there? The outside economy and the inside economy. What's the difference? Inside economy is how you think about everything. Right? So which one can I control? The inside economy. Right? And so the external economy is what? Interest rates, issues, banking systems, all this stuff. But here's the deal. There's always people buying and selling houses. People were buying some houses. My parents did it when there were 17% interest rates. And so the internal economy is what, how I control what I control just on the inside. I shared this before. Bill Belichick always talks about this thing, control the controllables. And so the better I get at controlling the controllables, the more Super Bowls I'm going to win, right? Overall, in terms of that's what I got to do is make sure I'm able to understand that I control my internal economy, not the other way around. And what is that? How I show up, my consistency, my dials, how far I push. I'm actually putting the work in. All these things matter right now more than ever because what's happening is people are being exposed to bad habits before the market shifted. Third piece to dominate here going forward is market knowledge. 
This is what consumers are looking for in an uncertain time. Market knowledge. What do you think that means? Different parts, right? First one's going to be stats, which is specific knowledge. Yep. That's important for us to understand. Who knows what the market did last month? Sales. Closed sales last month. What were they? See my point? 33%. 33%. What's the median price right now? 355. Median price 355. Right? But if you can throw those numbers out to your clients, guess what happens to them? They trust you better. If you say the market's good, that doesn't really do any differentiation. Well, the actual median price 355 right now, it's up 4% last month, year over year. But ultimately, sales are down 33% right now. And what are they thinking? Holy shit, he knows his shit. And so you have to have specifics in terms of how you communicate or they're not going to see you as being differentiated. You're just like everyone else that's boring that says the market's up or down. You've got to know specifics. And so I need you guys to study this, this going forward. This makes the biggest difference going forward in what it is. Right? Who knows interest rates today? 6.67 this morning. Right? You want to read it daily, daily, daily. So how do I get good at this? I have to build a daily habit. You've probably noticed with me, when do I do it? Every morning for the huddle. Which is my thing. Right? You look at numbers, look at what's going on, look at interest rates so I know what's going on. Just for me to have a pulse, but more importantly, as an agent, I want to be able to articulate that to my clients. And if I just speak the right language, and one of my, my coaches a long time ago, Harold Ware, said if I just speak words in a language that no other agent talks in, my clients can be attracted to me as the expert. And so are you speaking a language that's different than anybody else? You're speaking the same old lazy shit everybody else is. And it just takes extra work of just a little bit different so you know it off the top of your head. And here's the deal. Some people aren't numbers people. I have friends of mine that know every number of their business every second. Like my brain doesn't work that way. But if I do it enough and look at it every day, what happens? You're able to have retention on it, right? And you just know it. You know the differences. And if I don't know the exact number, I know at least what it's close to because I've been watching it every single day. And so I need you guys to build that in your habit. Build that in your schedule. Same time, same place every day makes a big difference in that. Second piece I need you guys to know. Specific deals. Legitimate, right? They're, they're, they're addicted to it because you're the only person that knows what else is out there. And you don't even got to know Every property, every people mess this up because they think I know every property, every neighborhood. You see, know like the top ten of that day. Just say, well, actually, those other properties came to the market. Or you can say, hey, did you see X Y Z Street that came to the market today? Nine percent chance they didn't see it. And so all of a sudden, what do you have? Leverage because you have knowledge that they don't. And so I have to know specific numbers here. Sorry, specific properties that I do that. If you go into Boomtown, you have access to the hot sheet that you can look at. It just has visual pictures. There's also one MLS on better. And all you gotta do is scroll it. It shows new listings reductions, all this stuff. And you can either keep that up on a, a window if you want, or you can obviously do it in the morning in the same time you do it so you know stuff off the top of your head. A couple of you guys are really good at this. Study it so that you're able to go and understand, hey, look, I can have these off the top of my head. Same thing on the seller side. If you know what's sold around the corner and they don't, all of a sudden you have what? A knowledge that they need and they all of a sudden need you as the agent because you're different. 
Okay? Simple things like that are what people pick agents on versus anything else. Third piece here, already kind of covered a minute ago, is rates and why. So I need not only other interest rates, what do you know? Why? So I can know what's going on, what's happening, and seeing what's going on and who's predicting what. And uh, it's a crazy world. But the more you know about it, guess what? The more your client's going to follow you. And so if you can't really tell them why rates are doing what they're going to do, they're not really going to be listen, able to listen to you in terms of urgency. But rates are going to go back up. Why? They have to still slow down inflation. It's still triple what their target rate was. So it's a late action. So now if I know that, what can I do with my clients? I can build massive urgency with them understanding there's a temporary window we have right now when rates are back down below. But unfortunately, inflation is still triple where the Federal Reserve needs it to be, so they're going to have to raise rates in the future. So what's going to happen is we need to make sure we lock in and get you guys locked in at whatever rate now before rates continue to go up. Okay? That's why it's leverage for you. But here's the deal. If you just start talking about that shit, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be their expert that they're going to stick with because guess what? No one else is talking about it. And so follow that stuff. You can watch CNBC or CNBC. I have it on my favorite, cnbc.com slash real estate, whatever it is. It's got all the real estate news every single day. You just glance at that. Right? Just have something you can talk about. But one of the most attractive things about a stockbroker is what? What's the new hottest stocks and what's the stock market doing? So if you're a real estate broker, what do you want to know? What's the hottest new deals coming out, Right? And what's happening with the real estate market in terms of different numbers? Both housing prices and now interest rates, which drive that. Okay? Very important piece for you guys to understand. And the fourth one here I kind of just got to uh, was industry news. Because what I do with industry news? Go back to the previous page. What are we talking about? Reporter. And I'm also going to do what? Tell a story about it. I'm going to tell a story about the industry news because I need them to know that I know what the hell I'm talking about. And for me to do that, I'm going to do what? Tourists tell a story. KCM blog, great one to have industry news. That CNBC site's a really good one. One of the most valuable things I've had with a real estate uh, radio show is just having to watch the, the market so much because they have to talk about shit every week. And so as you do that week after week after week, what happens? You start to know about things you can talk about off the top of your head, and your client is looking for you, they're yearning for you to talk about some cool shit that they can follow. And if you talk about cool shit they can follow, they're going to follow you to the end of the earth. But most of us aren't doing it because we don't know we're not doing the work to study. Okay? Very important piece there. Last piece here of this, I think, to help dominate, obviously, the rest of the year in the chaos of this marketplace, which I'm seeing a lot miss, is follow through. What do you think that means? Yeah, to who mostly? I had that actually on there in my list. To your client, which is like... Call them back when you said you're going to call them back. Email them when you said you're going to email. Email them back with speed. Don't wait too long. Don't wait over the weekend. Right? I have to have follow-through and do what I do because they're uncertain right now. They need my certainty to come back in terms of how I'll come back and communicate with them, which is very, very important. Right? First one I had over here, you guys, you guys name number two. Number one I have is here is number one. Follow through. Most important thing I'm seeing missed too is close. What does that mean, you think? Close. I know all these other things, right? One, two, and three. The fourth piece here is the follow through. What does close mean in that, in that relationship? 
Ask for the order. So many people do everything up to, and what happens? Right? That, that part when your stomach gets a little bit scary, you get a little bit, you know, that feeling in your stomach of like, do I ask this question? Is this very uncomfortable? Do I close and ask for the order? Make sure you ask for the order. It seems like it's so common, but I'm telling you, the masses I learned, it gets to that point of pressure, and you've got to ask for a close, what a lot of people do. They fold, they back down. You've got to make the follow through right now. You're stacking everything up. You're putting all the pieces in order. You're teeing the ball up. But what happens is not following through and just asking for the order, which is when you build up to that intensity moment, you ask for the close. Am I your girl? Right? Am I your guy? You ready to move forward? Whatever it is. You ready to pull a trigger on this? You ready to make an offer on this? Whatever it is, make sure you're not just an order taker, that you're someone who's actually following through and closing. Second piece we talked about is do what you said you would do. That's terms of my follow-up, my communication, whatever it is. Third piece of that is my client feels my consistency. The client feels my consistency. Why does that matter in the context of uncertainty? I need them to know and feel they can count on me. So the way we look at it overall is my consistency overshadows the uncertainty in the marketplace. My consistency overshadows the uncertainty in the marketplace. I'm so consistent in my follow-up, my, my, my certainty in how I do it, that guess what? They start to feel better and start to feel more trust. A lot of us are chaotic in a chaotic marketplace, and guess what? That doesn't stack up very well to how they view it, which is why they don't move forward and they back off. That's where your clients get cold sometimes when they were hot. They're leaning on you for your certainty consistency overall, which matters. And then the fourth piece here is that my cadence is relentless. What does that mean? My cadence is relentless. What does that mean? It's my what? Yep, I like to look at that as my rhythm. Right? My cadence is my rhythm. These two are very similar here. Right in terms of my, my cadence and my, my fault that they feel it, but it needs to be in a rhythm. Why? Deeper than that. The client's yearning for a rhythm from somebody. They get called, they don't get called. They get called, they don't call back, right? They call their agent, agent's calling back. There's no really cadence out there. And we all know that every seller and every buyer is going to multiple websites submitting and so what's happening is if I'm relentless in my cadence and follow-up, it's just my systems and my processes, what happens? Over time, they're going to understand, hey, I can depend on this guy or this girl more than anybody else. And so they may even not choose you in the first one, but what happens? The agent messes up, the agent doesn't call them back, and if you're the one with the right cadence and the right follow-up, what happens? They come back to you. This happens to all of us at least once a week, and at least happens to somebody at least once a week. You lose out to somebody and all of a sudden the other agent they went with their friend or whatever it is doesn't call them back and doesn't get back to them because they're slack and you're following relentlessly over and over and over. What do they do? Call you because you're the only one that's been more relentless in the cadence. But the cadence, I need you to understand the rhythm. If you don't have the rhythm, they won't remember you. If it's very infrequent, right, or inconsistent, sometimes I call them twice a week, sometimes I don't call them at all, there's no rhythm, which means they don't really comprehend that you're the one calling them. How do we know that? Because people call you all the time, they don't even know your name. They show up downstairs, don't even know the name. Right? And that baffles me, right? If I send them an email, 
a text message and all the other stuff, they still don't even know who they're meeting with or know their name or who you are, then what happens? That just shows that the consumers don't really remember you. And so for me to overcome that, I need to have massive relentlessness in my cadence, which is my follow-up consistency. So what does that mean? I've got to be good at organizing my database, organizing my bucket. Who do I call when? Not just random shit when I call them trying to get 50% of my bucket. I want to make sure I'm calling and trying to speak to 50% of my bucket each week. Okay? A little top four things again. Personal development, that's the number one by far. Period. This is the fact I teach on just that. That's what I would just talk about today. Because this is what's going to separate you guys for the rest of the year versus anyone else. It's understanding this piece here. Second piece is what? Paradigm. And if you combine these two here right here, what this does is this shifts your internal dialogue you have with yourself every day. I'm trying to help overcome the, the 20, 30 years you had before you worked here and the way you talk to yourself when nobody's listening. And a lot of times that self-talk is not good. And how you overcome that is just a million little drops in the bucket. They're going to fill that bucket up in terms of how you look at life differently. And so my goal is just to spark that for you and hope that you start doing this, become obsessed with that so you can slowly get better. But it's a lot of chops to chop that tree down. Okay? So these two here together change the dialogue you have with yourself, your inner dialogue, which is very important. And that's what makes the biggest difference. Three is what? Market knowledge and fourth is what? Follow through. Follow through.